if I'm doing like my latest Jess Sims workout and I get high five by Joe Biden, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely go nuts. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Paul. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast. It's been a little while since I saw you. We had a holiday. It's nice to see and hear your faces. We have a new president here in the United States. We do have a new president. Remember when Kelsey Hightower Crazy. came on and said everyone had to vote? Yeah. Yeah, well, they did it. Good job. It's, they voted. The Stack Overflow community changed the government. Good job. That's right. I'm expecting a cozy, cushy appointment. I want ambassador to somewhere because we paid off big time. <laughs> Where would you be ambassador to? What's that country? Estonia. I would love to be ambassador to Estonia because they have a lot they of really the good tech. They are the most tech savvy nation of all time, right? That They decided that's going to be our thing. Yeah. Good it. thing to choose. Yeah. But our new president has a Peloton and this has resulted in a slew of tech stories. Apparently it's a security risk. I, I don't know about that. that doesn't like make like any when he high fives other people after no... the ride. It's Wi-Fi connected and it has a... Yeah, I forgot there's <laughs> there's outbound requests. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I really do feel that at this stage we should be able to do network packet filtering and figure this out for the guy. Yeah. That said, but... he's the president of the United States and he can get a member of SEAL Team Six to ride a bicycle in front of him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and motivate. This is, I mean, this is a non-story. This is the thing. I think we're, we're back to stupidity, which is exciting. Yes. Uh, oh, goofy God. stories. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Tan suits and Pelotons. I can, I can live with that. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I really like my Peloton. Well, Mr. Biden, we have a really firm IT policy and we, we'd actually would prefer if you exercise this way instead, but we think we can help you out. Okay. Oh, that, that that's going to be that. <laughs> because right. we're adults who aren't banana cakes all the time, right? So, like, right. Peloton more or less risky than using your personal unprotected cell phone for four years. I don't know. It's hard to, uh, you know, a little on the left, a little on the right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like literally post-its with passwords up around, you know, up around the yeah. White House. But if you don't write in huge, giant Sharpie, it's harder to see all the secret passwords. <laughs> but I don't know. It seems, I feel like Joe Biden's, I feel like he's the kind of guy who would have like a very obvious screen name, right? It would be like, Jodis forty six or like, oh yeah, Joe B. Yeah, oh know. yeah, no, it's <laughs> Joe like, by President Joe, Joe. B. No, yeah, it's exactly. like Camaro Dad Nine or the name of the dog. <laughs> it's like Champ yeah. Champ Major, right? Yeah. That's his. That's his Yahoo email address. <laughs> so how would you do this? Would you just like put Joe Biden and his Peloton in a Faraday cage and see what happens? Yeah. Like how would you? Why not? No, you know the um, the White House head of technology. The director of technology is this person, David Recordon. I, I met him or Recordon. I met him once because I visited the White House once or a couple times. Just want to drop that in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, great. <laughs> I was advising the Office of Digital Strategy. And he, I tried to get him to tell me the name of the Wi-Fi network on Air Force One and he wouldn't do it. Wow. Well, it sounds like he's pretty good then. He's really yeah, good at security. Because the Trump administration <laughs> was like, you know, do you want the password too? Yeah, exactly. The password is one, two, three, four, five, six. But this is, you know, somebody who really comes out of the industry, truly knows it. Like you're not, it's all policy, right? Like you see, here's, here are the rules we will follow. Here's what we're going to do. It's it's much less random than you might think. Like it's a just a large org. And then there's a lot of, of networks that are kind of on their own, you know, sort of, it, just think of really scary VPNs. And that, that's kind of what you've got, right? 
there's no secret technology where the computer doesn't run in bits and bytes with networks. Like it's still Ethernet cables. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the Peloton right is those like live classes. If you Google Peloton, actually the first question that pops up is can the instructor see me? So people people do have like a little bit of uh uncertainty about what they're sharing with their Peloton instructors. But I like love that world. Kid. I love that world where like you're on your Peloton and you're like, are people staring at me right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, because in the live class, the instructor will call you out and be like, Sarah, you're having the best ride of your life. Like, keep it up. And you're like, wait, how do you, but, and they're, but they're just seeing your stats. They're not like, there's no live video feed from your basement or wherever you're workout. Is. This is so funny. I remember I was five years old at the babysitters and she said to me, do you think that people on TV can see you? And I said, yes. Oh my God, said, yes. that is the worst thing to say to a five-year-old. They don't have any she idea. Was, I was like, yes. And she was like, no, they cannot. You can only see them. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's I thought that's she was right. just trying to freak you out. No, no. She was a nice babysitter. Said, Sarah, <laughs> she asked that question because Paul was hiding under the couch. And Sarah, who the hell is your babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, they're watching Sarah. <laughs> see you. <laughs> We're all in a good mood. The, uh, yeah. So I, it's funny to me, though, but th- that is the weird thing with our current environment is like they kind of can't. They can't if they want to. <laughs> they put tra- yeah. tracking pixels in. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Facebook's watching us all the time. They're listening to our conversations. Just kidding. That's That's been proven false. But, Pro- proven but it never quotes. stops. It always comes back. Well, it's yeah. just, you know, it ends up, we're, we're very, it's like we believe in ghosts now. Because everybody knows that that's probably not happening. But then you really will. You'll be like, you'll look at like a foot cream. And then so, yeah. you'll say like, hey, you know, can you give me some foot cream at the pharmacy? And your spouse right. will be like, yeah, I'll get you that foot cream. And then... For whatever reason, it's foot cream ads all day and all day in your house. Yeah. You're like, well, the reason for the, I do know the reason for this. So the reason for this, this is why Facebook's asked for your Bluetooth, because your spouse is Googling for foot creams and your phone knows that your spouse is nearby. No, that's right. Also, the credit card companies sell stuff. So like, yeah, like my friend just had this. He like was doing some renovation on his house and all of a sudden Instagram was showing him the perfect like prefab house and tools. And he's like, I never discuss this with them. I never sent an email about it. But if you go shopping for stuff at Home Depot, that's all it takes. And they, you know, all that data circulates around back to you. Oh man, I recently moved and the things the United States Postal Service does with your data when you- Really? <laughs> oh, it's just like, <laughs> hey, hey, it's, I mean, just like 20 companies knocking at the digital door, like, hey, it's me, Amazon. You know, it looks like you moved. And uh, I'd like to come over and just lick your ear for 45 minutes. I don't know. No, I don't want that. Right. You need that button in every room that just orders whatever you're out of. So what were all your texts changed yesterday? I I have probably a thousand texts about uh, peacoats. What about y'all? Mm-hmm. It was the Bernie, the Bernie memes were really hitting hard yesterday. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the Bernie memes were good. Somebody put a, uh, created a, an NYU student created a tool that puts Bernie on top of any Google maps address. Yeah. The Heroku yeah. app. It's excellent. It's really oh, good. Great. It's really put good. Put that in the show notes. Go ahead and, and enter your address. It's delightful. My tech experience of yesterday was uh, incredibly lo-fi because, you know, I got kids or they're home doing remote learning and our neighbor who we're kind of in a pod with came over with a cake just showed up with a cake because uh, mm. I don't know why, you know, it's a very <laughs> so nice show. No, no, nothing yeah. to celebrate. Just, no reason. No, right. nothing just to peaceful, peaceful transfer of power. Peaceful transfer of power. Transfer. <laughs> it's always something to celebrate. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. Just something to celebrate yesterday. Just always looking for an excuse. And uh, so a lot of, a lot, a lot of Bernie memes, a lot of Twitter. I'll tell you what, there's a lesson we learned that's I think pretty foundational. I wish 
more people were talking about it, which is that, so they booted the president of the United States off of Twitter. And you know what? Everyone just kept talking. Like it didn't matter that much to the platform. You had somebody- Oh, like you mean like they didn't like lose any- This is the terrible thing, right? Like everybody's like, I'm done. I'm done with this community or they get booted off or whatever. And everyone just keeps talking. Nothing changes. Not really. (laughs) It was just like, it's like a ghost for like a day. And then I didn't notice any particular lower velocity of of conversation in my Twitter feed. Like it just seemed to kind of keep rolling. But there was one particular voice that everybody stopped reacting to. And then it kind of, but it was like six hours. And then everyone was like, hey, here's my cat. So I think that like, Social media is really funny that way because disappearing, it feels like you can get really invested in it and really connected to it. But the loudest and most prominent and internationally famous voice can be dropped off of your platform and everyone kind of just gets back to posting in about as if it didn't happen. That's like a certain size when that happens, right? Like you have to be at a certain scale in order for the biggest voice to drop off and you not notice it. The story there is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, you know, he's here and he's a big part of this platform. And, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then they dropped him off and, like, the product's the same. Like, I just, did you miss any news? Did you miss anything? You know, like. <laughs> well, it used to be that he made news by tweeting. So now there's less news, which I like. No, that's, feel a little yeah. bit that's exactly. We were all kind of exhausted. It was just, we just asked some, somebody asked to, was asked to leave the party and the party went on. And frankly, that's yeah. all of us. Do you remember Kofefe? Like uh-huh. that was way back in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was at a hospital. I had a pinched nerve and Kofefe came out and just for like, whatever it was, eight, 12 hours, we were all just in this amazing state of limbo where it was like, does this mean something? Is he having a stroke? What's going right, on? Right, like, right. Oh, I'm so glad we don't live in that world anymore. We're like a typo. It's something we all have to pay attention to for until it's cleared up. Yeah. Well, even like the decision from a few weeks ago was a really big one to pull a big user off of a platform that the trust and safety team must have spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, those are yeah. always really tough decisions. Uh, when it comes to technical platforms and thinking about when your platform is causing more harm than good or when people on your platform are causing more harm than good, it's a really tough call to make. And there's no science behind it, it turns out. It no, turns there's, out there's a lot the, of they could have done it years ago, but regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. the users didn't care. <laughs> Not yeah. Like in a ba- your baseline, like people were just like, here's a picture of my cake two seconds later. It yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah, there were some mainstream media reports that were like 10,000 people a day are leaving Twitter. It's like, that's not, that's just normal. Yeah, yeah. Like in and out. (laughs) To me, it's always that good reminder. Like when you need to take a little break from social media, as we all do on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. no one cares. Every time I've gone away, like, don't say anything. Just go away for two weeks and you'll find, I'll tell you in, I've done lots of little sabbaticals over the years because it's always when I'm about I'm, when I'm feeling myself having any emotion at all in responding to someone. That's my yeah. trigger to take a break, because <laughs> if I'm not just using Twitter for nonsense, I'm abusing the platform, is my opinion. And I'll take those little breaks and uh, no one says a word because it doesn't matter. And they don't notice unless you have yeah, a dramatic do you think people notice. No. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come back and it's just like, all right, well, you're back now. No, I think if yeah. you get like one person after a member after like ten days, one person pinged me and was just like, "Everything cool? You've gone really quiet." Uh, and that's oh, like, that nice. was like a good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one person. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like you know, there you might have thousands, thousands of followers. They they don't care unless you can. You should embrace that and be 
uh, liberated by it. 88 million people didn't really care that much. That's what yeah. we learned. Speaking of nonsense and nonsense nickels, my favorite story of the week was the one about people using their Bitcoin mining rigs and powerful gaming PCs to heat their homes during the winter. Did you see this? I love that. I did. Yeah. I mean, CPUs run hot. This is the actual, this is the true challenge of our industry. All the scaling that we love to do requires vast amounts of electricity to the point that like Google will build its, or not just Google, people will build their big data centers next to you know, hydroelectric supplies because that's, they can right. get cheaper power. And, you know, Google at one point re replaced an, an aluminum smelting plant with a data center <laughs> because Whoa. it needed God. that much energy to run its stuff. And so like when you're, and blockchain in particular, right, is super computationally intensive. It gets really, really hot. I feel like it can't be good for the planet to like, yeah, put all the data centers like in the cold waters of around Finland or whatever. But that is what they do because it makes them so much cheaper. Oh, that's right. No, they, they're, they're data centers and salt mines. Like data center architecture is absolutely fascinating to probably. That to is the, bananas. Yeah, yeah, it is. And to the subset of people who listen, it is really fascinating, right? Like <laughs> my favorite was Microsoft dropped a round container into the ocean because <laughs> and, and it worked fine. It really did. Yeah. It was it was a good uh, to cool it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. There's um, here it is. I'll put it. It's, it was called Project Natic, and they so they put this. It looks like a like a milk truck or an oil an oil truck like the, and they the just, canister. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah, and um, and it's like standalone. It's like how is it powered? I have so many questions. No, it had a big. No, it wasn't like Wi-Fi underwater. It it had a big cable. It wasn't too deep down. It was like yeah. ten feet down. But they dropped it right there in the ocean so that it wouldn't have to be cooled. And it was in Scotland, which, you know, it's <laughs> who goes swimming in Scotland? It's horrible, right? Like, right. It's yeah. Freezing. <laughs> so the data center is just like, serve, like, it's just servers doing their work. Yeah. 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 With a, so it's got like one in a big power cable and a big Ethernet cable coming out of the back. Wow. Wild. Yeah. And they kept it on well, for a couple years. that's you can do with those oceans. So, I mean, yeah, maybe that's our future is that we're going to fill the oceans with data centers. And there's there's an image Take of that power, planet. Uh, they're power washing it after and the Microsoft logo is getting exposed. I mean, that's some satisfying stuff like power washing the whole undersea data center. There is a great Reddit has a power washing community <laughs> with videos of power washing. Oh, I'm sure. And it's so nice. It's yeah, the it's greatest the content. It's just sort of watch, watch the deck become beautiful again it's like you found it yeah an anti-aging miracle or something oh i would i would advise anyone listening uh to check out the reddit <laughs> power washing community yeah this bitcoin article is the perfect tweet the picture is a picture of a chicken in a coop next to a huge gaming pc yeah Apparently they leave it in there yeah yeah because chickens like, need that warmth too Oh yeah, no, they'll lay more for you if you keep them warm. So yeah. if you've recently migrated to the to the burbs like me, and you want to, you're a tech savvy person. This is the new look: Bitcoin mining rig in your chicken coop. <laughs> I like. I think adding making it a heater because right now it's not like financially profitable to do Bitcoin mining in the U.S. Right, right. So, right, right. but if you're doing some heating, not good for the planet. Maybe cash flow positive for you. <laughs> that sounds really efficient and good for us. All right, everybody, it's that time of the week. I'm going to read a Lifeboat Badge winner to Lucas Caldebrot. What's the most efficient way to insert an element into a sorted vector? Thank you, Lucas, awarded January 14th. What's the language? Hmm, let's see here. This is... Always good to know. So it's just a vector. 
Maybe it's in any language. Yeah, yeah. Just a vector. All right. Yeah, what a useful okay. question. Oh, it's it's for Rust. This is for Rust, but you can awesome. it some other ways too. Yeah. All right. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper and email us podcast at stackoverflow.com. If you listen to the show and you like it, please do go leave a rating and a little review on all the platforms where you listen to podcasts. It helps out a lot. Like and subscribe. I'm Sarah yes. Chips, our objective community here at Stack Overflow, and you can find me at Sarah Joe on GitHub. Hey, I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow. Check out my company, Postlight, and wow, are we hiring? Please, please check us out, postlight.com slash careers. <laughs> <laughs>